Welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. This is the podcast for the stylist who wants to work their magic behind the chair and make more money, all without sacrificing their health both mentally and physically. I'm your host, Shelby Bancourt. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. I am here with my friend, Sophia Musto, and I am so excited to talk with her. Her and I, we met on social media, and she is a ray of sunshine. Let me tell you, she was like, Shelby, I cannot, I remember the first words that she said to me, Shelby, I can't wait to hug you in person. I know that we're going to get along so well. And like, that is the energy that we need to have here in the hair industry. And it's just so amazing to meet like-minded friends in the hair industry. So if you're anything like me, I know you're going to love Sophia. So Sophia, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me with Shelby. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here too. For my listeners, can you um, introduce yourself and say a little bit about yourself? Sure. Namaste and hairspray, friends. I am Sophia Musto. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. I am in the town of Bel Air. I am a hairstylist and salon owner, and I am the CEO of Love and Light. I am your biggest front row fan because I just love to love people. It's my care bear power. Oh my gosh. I just love that. Like how... I okay if you're listening I mean which you are how can you not love Sophia <laughs> um, so Sophia you are a salon owner you you have um the Zen Setter box which I'm so excited to talk to you about um you're a mother of three you just like do all the things you're so freaking inspiring and yet you are so optimistic at the same time like that like how, how do you do all this yeah <laughs> I tell you, like, you have to struggle in life and like, look at that struggle as growth. And every time it gets hard, I haven't had anybody to like rescue me. So I've had nothing but optimism to look at, or, you know, I could have went on a different path in life. Hell yeah. Like, and that's so important. It's like, you know, how can we take our struggles and use them as like, as growth opportunities or as like things to like teach us? Um, a lot of like, I actually just recorded a podcast about how, um, is it really sacrifice or is it, um, what did I say? (laughs) It's funny when you forget what you even said, it's like, it's not sacrifice. It's, um, investing into your future. So like when you are sacrificing or things get hard, it's like, you can see it as like, oh, this sucks or, Hey, I'm learning something so freaking valuable right now. And like having that positive mindset, it's like, yeah, you either way, the situation's happening. So like, how can you be more positive about it? Yep. I mean, I love to grow. I love to learn. And I just, you have to take like the, I'm 40 years old. I have three kids. My life is far from perfect, but I own who I am and I own my mistakes and I own my, I have to work on owning my goodness because now there's more goodness than bad, but that's just part of growing and seeing yourself through a new set of eyes and having people like you in your life that elevate you and remind you that you are important and you are here for a reason and to never give up. Literally, it says it on my phone. Like every day I look at that, never give up because shit. Oh, sorry. It's okay. You can swear. Okay. Um, (laughs) Shit gets hard. And I tell my kids that too. Like I always say, you know, if this 
if what is this teaching you? It hurts. It's so hard. You like want to quit. What happens on the other side of when you don't quit and you do it? What happens? Yeah. And like, what is the worst case scenario? Like, and how often does the worst case scenario actually happen? Right. Right. I mean, I think most of the time we play, like I call it mental movie making. Like I am the character. I am the extras. I am the screenwriter and the director of something that didn't even happen. So if I learn to stay present, it totally changes the outlook on everything. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. You know, I'm reading this book right now um, from one of my mentors and he was talking about how like what we see is what we get. And like, we can all agree that when we like, let's say when we're buying a car, like we buy a blue Honda Civic. Now all of a sudden, all we see are blue Honda Civics around. It's not that there were more blue Honda Civics after we, you know, we bought it. It's like, we're paying more attention to it. So when it comes to your mindfulness, if you just see happiness or you see the good things in life, you're going to start seeing more and more and more of it because that's what your brain is going to be more familiar with. So how can you turn those blue Honda Civics into the positive things in your life? And that's how you will find people like you and I, because it's like, if you didn't have this amazing energy and you weren't like so happy, then you know what? I probably wouldn't want to like have you on my podcast. I probably wouldn't want to like befriend you and all of that. So it's like, if you can be happy and you can give off that energy, imagine how much you can attract. Mm-hmm. You like attracts like, and that's what I tell my kids. If you hang with trash, you're going to start to stink. So why are you going to do that? Like anything that you want is out there. So if you want the positivity, it's out there. If you want the negativity and drama, it's out there. But what I learned is there's more high vibration, there's more joy, there's more abundance, there's more happiness than there is sadness and depression and angst and resentment. I don't like the way that makes me feel. So I choose to stay on that high vibration. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. There, there is more happiness. And like- there is. It, it's so, it's so funny to me now that I've like changed my mindset into like being the happy, healthy hairstylist. Um, and I say that with air quotes. I know you guys can't see me. <laughs> she but, is the happy, healthy hairstylist. She is <laughs> here on her bike on the bridge. I'm like having anxiety for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, when I changed my mindset into being like, Hey, I am this person. I can't help but see all of the happiness around me. I like, I see the, the good things and there's so much more. And if you would have told me this probably like a year ago that, Hey, Shelby, there's more happiness than not, especially with everything that happened last year. Like you see like all the negativity, but you know, what? ironically last year during this time, I was the most happy in my relationship than ever. Like, I mean, I'm still happy in my relationship, but that's like what I had. And it was like, you know, all the other things kind of like suck right now. But if I put all my focus and all my energy into like this one thing that I can control that I like, I have control over, then like, it, it's amazing what comes from it. Because mm-hmm. you feel safe. It's amazing when you like, put yourself in your own little bubble of what you need. And like, yeah, and that can like translate behind the chair, like too, if you, you have control over the people who come in and out of your chair, like we're in this industry where now more than ever we can choose. And amen, sister. 
<laughs> I love that. I, I'm like, ooh, it's a game changer now because, you know, I'm sure when you started doing hair, it wasn't like that, right? No. I mean, I started, I've been behind the chair this year 22 years, which is crazy. Like, it's like more than half of my life I've been a hairdresser. Like, that's insanity to me. I keep looking at it that way. But when I started, there was no social media, like none. I remember meeting clients. I, I cringe thinking back. So I worked in a college town. So I put an ad in the newspaper and then I <laughs> made postcards and would stand outside smoking cigarettes, handing them out to people. And they would come to me and I'm like, I can't even believe it. And it said free eyebrow wax. And I'm like, who the hell wants to get their eyebrow wax from somebody that's like chain smoking? <laughs> <laughs> that was marketing dump. I'm like, don't do that. Don't take that advice. But I put myself out there and like really learn, but we had to network a different way. So then when networking came with social media, I kind of felt like I'm a stalker versus because it was so accessible. Like I didn't want to. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself and I'm not for everybody. And that's okay because that says more about them than it says about me. And that just comes with confidence. And when you were talking about last year, last year, I thought I was in a good spot. But when the pandemic happened, I realized I was in a really bad spot. But then I looked around me and saw all these powerful, strong women who were in the same position as me. I mean, like we were all in the same position for the most part. And they were just lifting me up. I, I couldn't even believe it. So I started having pen pals with my community during mm -hmm. this time. So it gave me some time because journaling last year, I just couldn't do it. I did not mm -hmm. want to read my thoughts. And that's a scary place to be in. Yeah. And, and you know, that's like the importance of community because a lot of people, they, they feel like, especially in our industry, that like they're alone and that we're all competition. And I feel like once you realize that it's, it's community, not competition. And when you adapt to the community, you will find so many people who will bring you up, who will tell you all their secrets. It's one mm -hmm. of the things I love most about the hair industry. Um, I used to, I've had other businesses in the fitness industry and the fitness industry, it's, completely different where it's, I am the superstar. I am the brand. I am the business. You can't know my secret sauce. But I remember bringing my boyfriend, Josh, to a hair show last year. And he was not last year, two years ago. And he was like, oh my God, like the hair industry is so cool. Like you guys will give the secret sauce to whoever you guys are so inclusive you're so about education you're so about bringing other people up and like that's that's fucking awesome yeah hell yeah it is because it's like there's only one of you and there's only one of me and no matter what somebody tries to do to replicate you if they have the formula or whatever they don't have your hands they don't have your personal touch they just don't have that signature sauce that you have and it's all about community over competition. And if you are in competition, then that means you need to work on your mindset, your like self-confidence and hire a damn mentor because you are missing what is out there because it's not all about you. It's about community and what your gift could be to help somebody else. And I just started my own boxes and you wouldn't believe how people just don't want to help, like don't want to help. 
it's unbelievable. But like you said, you put yourself out there in a different, nobody wants to share what they're using. I will give you everything I failed about. I will tell you everything, like what I have learned along the way, because I might learn something from you by speaking my truth. Yeah. I'm not concerned that somebody's going to take my idea and do the same thing because nobody is me and thinks like me. And also, how do you learn? You learn by teaching. That mm -hmm. is like the best way to remember something and to learn something is by teaching someone else. And I think that like us as hairstylists, like we're automatically like verbal. We like we're people, people, and we, we want to like, we want to be good at our craft because we love it. So therefore the best way to get good is to teach someone else what to do. Yes. So yeah. let's talk about your, um, your Zen setter box. Okay. I love this. And thank you. Know, it's, it's so cool because it's in the hair industry and you're doing everything that like a hairdresser would do, but this is a whole different company. So how did you come, come about with, the idea of doing a actually let me go backwards what is the zen setter box <laughs> <laughs> so okay there's so much goodness with zen setter zen setter is a curated box that gives you self-care plus soul care because beauty comes from within and if you look in the mirror and you're not happy that's generally because you're not happy from the inside so you have to self-evaluate and i love to give presents and give presents. I love that balance. And I like the thought of it. So I joined Workshop in a Box, and I know that you're in Elizabeth Bay's coaching program. Yes. And I loved getting those boxes, and I joined the program because of the box. And I was getting like clothing boxes and FabFit, and I was like, I love this, but this is, doesn't feel like work to me. I didn't make any money on my Zen setter my first year, but it didn't, I don't care because it's a passion project and I learned from it and I did a small window and learned what I want to keep doing and what I don't want to keep doing. So the box is generally, it just has positive affirmations on it. And then I wanted to help other women because during the pandemic, as you did, I did, I lost my job and my husband lost his job. So I signed up for all these affiliate links and I was killing it and surviving with affiliate links. However, when the pandemic ended, and I don't know if people are aware, we lost our clients by our client's email list going over to these brands. These brands can now offer things that we cannot offer unless we buy in huge amounts. We are not Sephora. We are not Ulta. We are not Nordstrom. And a lot of these products are showing up there and they're how could I separate myself and make it a small business personalized experience for my client while educating them? So I made a Zen setter. I want to set the Zen like you set the trend. And I want people to be so mm, namaste because if we all see the love and light in each other, imagine how amazing this world would be. So in the box, it has everything from massaging your scalp with a new shampoo and learning about a leave-in conditioner and a mask to learning about smudging and clearing the energy space and cleaning all the energy around you. And then it has like a face roller to learn about rolling your face and learning to be intimate with yourself and just give yourself the love and nurture that your inner child needs. So they, and then I represent, I kind of just 
grabbed all these other women and wanted to support them. So I started reaching out and said, do you want to be a part of this? I need this many units and this is what I'm doing and you can be a part of it. And can you help me financially? And some people are great and some people are not so great. And I aligned myself with brands and people that aligned with who I am and what I stand for. So I came up with the box and then I made three different boxes and now I decided that I'm just gonna have a mystery box. So I'm kind of um, expanding on Zen Center. It's gonna have a podcast coming this fall winter and then I'm going to have some classes teaching people what to use that's inside the box and more about mindset and self-care and soul care, the trifecta all together. I love that so much. That is like, so is this for um, clients or is this for stylists? It's for everybody. It's for everyone. I love Yeah, like that. if a stylist ordered one for me, I wouldn't kind of focus on the hair products as much. I would focus on something cool. Oh. Because so I have a rep. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it's cool that you can personalize them. And I, yeah. I love that you're saying that it does start from the inside and it does. It's like, if you're not good on the inside, how can you be good on the outside? Like, and I think that being isolated and like going through the struggle, you realize that like, Hey, without clients, without our business, without the like daily, you're the freaking best. Because I know if you're a good hairstylist, which everyone who's listening is a great hairstylist, you get told every single day, you're the best. I love you. All these things. And that's my love language. Like I love words of affirmation, like tell me I'm the best and I'm going to feel loved. But when, when we were isolated and we, people weren't getting their hair done, it's like, oh shit. The only person now who can tell me that I'm the best is my boyfriend or my dogs. And my dogs aren't, I mean, they don't say it out loud, but I know it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They know it too. (laughs) So it's like, dang, how can I be more self-fulfilled? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's where the whole like mental health came in, in, in my life. It was, it was one of those things. I thought I was good until I wasn't. And yeah, I can totally relate. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone listening can relate. Like you're, you're good until you're not. Mm -hmm. And I was not good last year. So I know what it's like to not be good. Yeah. But that's where your strength comes from doing Mm -hmm. fucking hard shit. Hell yeah. (laughs) Strength is not from doing easy things. It's from doing what's hard. Mm -hmm. My love language is acts of service. Mm. So like I love to serve people. So not being able to touch people and to make them feel better. Like, I I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser. I just like to reframe someone's perspective. Mm. And you do that with a Zen setter because you could just throw shampoo into a box and send it to someone. Like, I I mean, you can just like tell your clients like, oh, use this shampoo, like no big deal. Right. But the fact that you like, yeah, you changed that. You made it like more than just hair products. Mm-hmm. I did shirts. I did wooden earrings that um, are from statement piece. And when you bought a pair of earrings or a key, a keychain, it planted a tree. So like you gave back to the earth. And I forget about like those things to brag about myself, but I'm more about the woman. And then I introduce her to my community. And then I have my community introduce them to their community and write a blog and just kind of keep that ripple effect going. Because we can touch people by not physically touching them. And how lucky are we as hairdressers that we are one of the last industries. We touch people more than a doctor does right now. 
Yeah. We really do. We're not, I mean, if you go to a doctor, they are wearing a mask, a shield and everything. And we are, as a hairstylist, we are seeing just as many patients, people, guests, whatever you want to call it in a day. And we are having more touch and sensory than anybody else out there. And even though that Amazon is coming out with its first salon, I'm not afraid. Bring it on. Healthy competition is competition. And Amazon will never beat me. Amazon will never give that personal experience. And if you are that type of shopper, then you're not for me. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Like if, if you wanted to go to the Walmart and buy the Walmart, I am not Walmart. I'm Nordstrom. So you are not for me. And I am totally fine for saying that. Yeah. And I'm confident behind it. I, yes, I agree with that a hundred percent. And you know, it, it's funny that that came out. And the first thing I thought of was if a client wants to go to Amazon hairdresser, whatever, then they're not my client. Like they, they don't see the value. I don't find it to be very like, I, I don't even think it aligns with hairstylists like us. Like, no, it's just, are you worried you, about hair cuttery? Are you worried about Regis? Are you worried about Alta? Are you worried? Like, yeah. I don't even think about them. So this it's is not just a even fancier, in my lane. Yeah, yeah. This is just a fancier hair right cutter. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and if, if you're a stylist who wants to, who does work at hair cuttery or who wants to work at this Amazon hair salon, it's, we're not saying that like, it's like no, us versus yeah, exactly. you. No, no, no. It, it's not that. We're saying that like at the end of the day, we are independent. We are irreplaceable. So Correct. whatever, like whatever um, uh, salon or atmosphere that you work in, you can't be duplicated at Correct. all. Correct. Yeah. And you do you, boo-boo, because if that, I, believe me, I started out in a chain to build my book. You have to do, you have to do, and learning and having experiences is how you find your secret sauce. You can't just say, I'm at a hair school and I'm going to be independent because you didn't have the life experience. That's yeah. where I see for people, like, I have more life experience behind this chair in different decades. I have two decades of experience. Like, when I meet somebody that has four decades of experience, I'm like, hail to you. What have you learned, seen, and saw along the way? Because yeah. it's probably been magical. It's also about adapting through the decades. Because we can all like sit here and be like, well, I'm still using AOL. Like I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I was a huge. <laughs> I built my business on MySpace. Yeah, exactly. Like I, MySpace forever. Um, or like you're still like writing shit in the newspaper. It, it's about like mm -hmm. adapting through that. It. Because there are some stylists that do believe that they that what they're doing is good, like they don't they know everything. And, mm -hmm. and like if you're if you're not growing, you're dying. And I Gina Bianca says that all the time, and I quote it all the time because it's love it's her. So, I love her too. I want her on the podcast. I'm just putting it out there that I'm, come on, Gina, you got to do it. She'll do it for you. <laughs> she said she's she gives to everybody. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, and she's true and authentic and there's more of us like that out there and she's not for everybody either. And she doesn't give a shit. I and, love that about her. But sometimes I feel like that's just going to show humans and how we are environmental of our environments. So there's like a different feel on that East coast to that West coast. So when I hired a mentor, I wanted somebody on the other side of the world so I could see myself and my career in a different way. 
Oh, okay. Tell me more about this. Let's, let's keep, let's talk yeah. about mentors. So like when I was coming up with picking a mentor, I picked Elizabeth Fay first because I resonated with her being a single mother and adapting and my family kind of not me being a bad girl and not feeling supported and having this alone feeling growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried to commit suicide in my life. I really have struggled. And it was like, I've always felt alone. But what I needed to do was change my mindset. So I hired a coach that really helped me. So when I hired Elizabeth, I was really sick and I didn't tell anybody. I kind of suffer in silence. And I caught, um, I have an autoimmune disease called undifferentiated connective tissue disease with a positive rheumatoid factor. And I choose not to live by the label. I do not take any medication for it. And I was debilitated and in bed for six months. And then I got back to work and two weeks later, the world shut down. Couldn't breathe. I had damage to my lungs permanently. Please take care of yourself. I kept trying to work behind the chair, sick. Who knows what I had and who knows what I was spreading to people. But I just kept hustling and I wasn't taking care of myself. So I hired her when I was bedridden. And her first chapter and month, was mindset. And I had never had anything like that in my life. So the first project was we had to draw a picture of ourselves, how we saw ourselves. And like, we had a couple minutes to do it. And then we had to pause like the video and then come back. I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard at the way I saw myself because they were describing like if your hands were closed, that meant you were closed minded. If you had a big mouth, then you know this bitch did. That meant you, ha- <laughs> you, you had a big mouth in like real life. If you had a small mouth, you are soft spoken. You don't speak a lot. You have big ears. You're a good listener. You had no ears. <laughs> that bitch ain't listening to you at all. So I was like dying. So we started really communicating through this, sharing our pictures because we're all laughing so hard. And then we built a dream board. And in that dream board, everything came true. I could cry right now. Every single thing through a fucking pandemic came true. I built new relationships. I was living a healthy lifestyle. I was living in my home, my first home I ever bought. I I survived it all. My children were healthy. I built healthy friendships. I got rid of the bad friendships. And because of this mentor and her teachings and her life experience and being so vulnerable and just being so open to say, I am a hot mess express. And I lived here and I did this. I was like, oh my God. And then what magically made me want to go to Elizabeth was when I, I haven't traveled a lot in my life because I paid for everything on my own. And I didn't have money for that. I was a young mother. And when I first got to go somewhere, I loved Robert Kameens. So my first trip and my first airplane ride was to stay at the Mandalay Bay. And when I went there in 2001, Elizabeth probably was there getting her hair cut by that stylist, which is unbelievable to me that we were met, like aligned with this salon, which is wow. just crazy to me. And I was like, she's meant for me. And she changed my life. And I wanted to put a little bit of that workshop in a box to people and spread that love and light, like confetti, like she says, spread love and light, like confetti. Uh, See, I am a hot yoga person. So like when I, I spread love and light, like a Care Bear, I stand with my sunshine (laughs) and I just get that shit out there in my warrior woman pose. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, so like hiring her was great. And then it was up and I was so sad, so sad. And things just weren't aligning with my life and where I was going and stuff. So I met other coaches within the program and I hired a private mentor, which was amazing. And this week is my last session, which is unbelievable. And I'm going to keep it going because you need a mentor and you need a coach. You just can't do this alone. You need somebody else because your clients aren't your coach. Your kids aren't your coach. Your husband's not your coach. Your dog's not your coach. No, it's just not. So I love mentors. I, if you don't have one, you're missing the mark. Invest in yourself. Absolutely. Truly. And if your coach doesn't have one, then don't hire them. I don't want them. <laughs> yeah. 100 because there are so many people out there right now trying to coach that are not up to par or have the experience i mean you can't be a hairdresser for two years and then think you're going to coach like what life experience do you really have when a year of it you were even in a salon yeah so and it's 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 crazy to see that and I hope people are investing in themselves and researching and reading the reviews and like looking people up authentically, not curated. Absolutely. And like see in that person what you want. Like if like the the people that I coach, they want to be happier and healthier. And they're like, hey, like you, I, I've never been told that I resonate as like, some, like it was one of those things that people started calling me the like uh, a happy or a healthy hairstylist. And I was, they're like, yeah, you're like the happy hairstylist or you're the healthy hairstylist. And I was like, oh, that that's how you see me. Like, that's cool. So then yeah. I was like, well, what if I just put those two together and like, and that's how people have found me as a coach. Like, Hey, I want to be happier and healthier. And I'm like, okay, well, I can teach you. I, like, <laughs> <Yes>. I got you. <laughs> but yes. having a coach myself has helped me be happier. Like it, mm-hmm. because the, you know, the, the one thing with Elizabeth, um, I didn't know anything about her. I just knew that she was the best. And <laughs> I was like, I want to be the best coach out there. So I'm going to hire the best coach. And Honestly, like I didn't know she was into all this woo-woo shit. I didn't know that she was like into all this mindset. And I and honestly, I I thought it was shit. I thought it was just like hype. Like I really did. And had I done research like that on Elizabeth, I don't know if I would have hired her. I was glad that I went on this retreat with her and I found that out after the fact of knowing that she is the best and this is what she does to be the best. And oh my gosh, it's helped me so much. Mm -hmm. I know I had FOMO so bad when you guys were in Mexico. I wanted to be there so bad. That looked so magical healing. It was. I hope she does it again. Yeah, she, she is. She's going to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I mean, she has hair love and um, you've been to hair love. I have not. Oh, you haven't? Oh, so this is going to be. I joined workshop. Yeah. I joined workshop in the box in August, 2019. Oh, and then okay. I graduated in August, 2020. Mm, okay. Or, and then, um, I was supposed to go to Bali and okay. that I even got the shots to go. I oh. invested all the money and the world decided that it wasn't my time. It wasn't my yeah. divine time. Yeah. So now my divine time is to go to Utah and I, can't believe I'm doing this, but I love her so much that I'm doing it. 
I hate camping. I hate to be outside. Same. But I'm letting her reef. I can't believe I'm going to have a roommate. That's why I was like, I'm not going to Mexico. I am not sleeping with a stranger. Like now I'm like, let's all have a big sleepover in the hotel room and meet each other before the event so we can get all our talks out. Absolutely. And you know, I, um, <laughs> when I first found out that we were going to Tulum and we were going to stay in tents, I was like, what the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> I was like, my idea of camping is lighting a candle on my balcony. Like that, that's camping to me. I am yeah, going- staying in a hotel versus a hotel. Like you can't even get me in a camper, a uh-uh. tent. No. An air mattress? Bugs? No. No. Ugh. No. I don't no. do bugs. No. Like, people are like, oh, you're in Florida. You must have a lot of bugs. I'm like, no, bitch. I live eight <laughs> stories high. There's no bugs up here. Like, <laughs> maybe when I lived in a trailer when I first moved here, um, there, there were definitely bugs in that trailer. Um, <laughs> it was disgusting. It was a dark, dark time. But the, the thing about Hair Love that I love, so Hair Love is a community building retreat that Elizabeth hosts every single year. This year, it's in the Zion in Utah, and that's where I will be meeting Sophia in person. Woo-hoo. I cannot wait. I've got to oh, hug you, so hug you, hug you. I know. So excited. It's going to um, be like slow motion running and like long embrace. So romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the – so – when you when you go there, the, the thing that Elizabeth does is she puts you totally out of your comfort zone. Like she is like, okay, you're going to be sharing a room and sharing a bed with a stranger. And I am so germaphobe when it comes to my bed. Like you can't touch my bed unless you've been in, in the shower. Like I, I, I am not that person. I'm like, your bed is like supposed to be so clean, all this kind of stuff. Like it, it really does. It's like, I go from the shower straight into my bed. I don't like even sitting on my couch in between. So the idea of sleeping with someone else, a stranger, I was, yeah. <laughs> my skin's crawling, like thinking about it. But Elizabeth can make you do magical things, man. Hell yeah. But we, when we did it in Tulum, um, at first I had like my own bed, but then halfway through the, the tents got wet. So I ended up having, um, Sonia, she slept with me and I didn't even <laughs> think about it at that point. At that point, I was just like, I, these people are like my sisters. Like they are my mm-hmm. family and Elizabeth creates such a like safe space and it's so inspiring. And I'm like, this is why she's the best. This is why people love her. And this is why she's my coach because I want to be her. I really do. I like, that's what I inspire to inspire. And that's what Elizabeth does. She inspires people and she brings like-minded people like you and us together. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. It really is. It like really I, is. I could cry. Like, well, I learned I'm, how to I'm cry probably going to be, I am going to be the criest person when I see everybody. I'm going like, to be crying on the damn be... plane there. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to document it all, but I am going to be a basket case. Same. Like I, I cried watching your promo video from what you guys did to her. Me too. It was so beautiful. It was. Um, and like knowing all of you too, it's so much more beautiful to see before you went and after you went and just to see the evolution of how you're all evolving and growing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that like, if you're a hairstylist and you feel alone, use social media to find other people because, and like fucking take advantage of it, man. Like Mm -hmm. you, you will be amazed at 
especially when you're higher in the game, like when you are in the like 10 year club, you're in the 20 year club, that, that club, it becomes more inclusive. The, the more you're in this industry, the more inclusive it becomes because we all have been there. We've all had the struggles. We've all had the hard client. We've all had the unhealthy habits. We've all had everything <laughs> happen. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're people, people, we want to help. Like, mm -hmm. so reach yeah. out. You're not alone. You can always set me up on my DMS. I always answer. Yeah. Everybody. But I just Absolutely. don't want to buy your hair. Don't ask me that. Yeah. Or I don't want to buy your Monet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't want to buy any multi-level like marketing. Like if you're an independent doing your own thing, hit me up. But if you are doing any MLM, no thank you. And yeah. I don't want to buy hair and I don't need a sugar daddy. <laughs> mm, no, I don't. I don't need a sugar daddy. I know plenty of people who do, but not me. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean you want to vend me venmo me something all right no i'm just kidding uh, i'll take a donation i'll take a donation but no sugar daddy. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so um the main reason why sophia and i wanted to get on here besides all of these other things um so sophia has rheumatoid arthritis like myself and this was like the main thing that connected us so much um and how we have cured ourselves using rheumatoid like while having rheumatoid arthritis and my main cure was food and it was um changing the way that i ate changing my relationship with food um not having so much red meat not having so much sodium all of that and that's what really changed me but Sophia had reached out to me and told me how she helps manage and treat her rheumatoid arthritis with cannabis. So let's get to yeah. cannabis and rheumatoid arthritis. You want to start? Uh, I love cannabis. <laughs> Let me just start by prefacing this that marijuana is medicine. It grows from the ground like your basil, like your thyme, like anything else you season your food with. You don't have to smoke it. You don't have to inhale it. There's many ways. I use creams. I use baths. I use a patch. I use edibles. And I, if I'm in deep pain and I need something quick, I will smoke just a mini joint because it's amazing. So I, after having my children is when my room, I have, I am very strong with pain. I have a very, very high threshold for pain. And I'm sure you do too. And after I had my daughter, I had to have an emergency C-section and I um, just wasn't the same after. Like that's when the, the healing started. So I, like you, hired a trainer and a dietitian to learn because when I went to the rheumatologist, I had a freezer baggie full of medications. Freezer baggie. My wow. husband had to call 911 a few times for interactions of medications, and it was like crazy. And these doctors were prescribing pills. At one point, I was taking 32 pills a day. Holy Not one of them was a vitamin, and I was on the verge of needing shots. Wow. And my, I was outside crying, hiding from my children, hiding from my husband, and my neighbor was like, why don't you smoke this joint? And I was like, I can't, it's a drug. And he's like, oh my God, stop the stigma. And like, stop the stigma, people. Stop judging, stop shaming. If it doesn't work for you, great. 
let it work for somebody else. But your opinion, keep it to yourself. Like you don't need to make somebody feel bad about it. If you don't want to use marijuana, I'm not gonna be like, well, why? Like, I'm just not. So yeah. I never felt better. And I did not feel high. Because there with marijuana, there are so it is like a plethora. And if you look at marijuana, like the rainbow, there's high THC, and there's no THC. But like CBN, if you have problems with your gut, CBN helps with like, gut health and going to the bathroom and if you have anorexia and going to sleep and like like you want to have these terpenes limamine will help with focus right now if you are taking a tylenol a day and a flexor all a day you could easily take a cbd called delta 8 sleep like a baby and it would be the mercine terpene is like taking a flexor off the limamine terpene is like focus on what you need to get done and you feel amazing. Now, if you don't want to eat, you're going to get your stativas and they color these marijuanas by what the terpenes do to your body. So once you learn, it's amazing. There's great resources called Leafly. And then there's a great podcast called Leaflix. And then Saucery Willie, he does demos on how to break down cannabis and turn it into an oil because so much cannabis sticks to an oil versus a fat. So with butter and oil, and then you can align with a cook. And we are going to see right now, we will see that government will not legalize marijuana 100% recreational because they make so much money keeping it illegal. And mm-hmm. it's sad that that's happening. And uh, like even here, there's a brand that is keeping it from evolving because they want to keep this underground money going. Like you can't use a credit card when you go to the, you can use a credit card when you buy any prescription medication. You can write a check when you buy any prescription medication, but when you buy marijuana, you need to have cash or a debit card. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like there ain't nothing. And when it goes through a debit card, they can't even be like a write-off for medication or anything. So I highly believe in cannabis. It has changed my life. I used to look anorexic. I was 110 pounds and I'm 40 years old. Now I'm 150 pounds and my daughter who was 12 is 118 pounds. That is un healthy. I was unhealthy. I was staying unhealthy. And marijuana made me eat more. Mm. Marijuana gave me hope. Marijuana eased my pain and got me from stopping cigarettes, all ADHD medication, all anxiety medication, everything. I was on Zoloft for 10 years, 10 years. And no one tells you that a side effect of taking Zoloft can put plaque on your colon. And what is that going to do long-term? So now here I am 35 years old having to get colonoscopies, 35 years old having to have an emergency hysterectomy because my body is too weak and it's fighting itself. Because when you have autoimmune, it's constantly fighting itself. And I don't know if you suffer from this. My bones are really weak from vitamin Mm -hmm. D deficiency. The longer you have these diseases, you have to learn what you have to get your blood checked regularly and to see like I'm vitamin D and magnesium deficient. Sometimes my hormones get imbalanced from this disease as well. And I follow up with getting blood work with a a regular doctor every four months, but they keep telling me you're doing amazing. I can't believe it. And now my rheumatologist prescribes marijuana Mm. because it can change your life and make you live longer. Yeah. And obviously we're talking about like, you know, we're not talking about being 
unproductive and just like going to like smoke a joint. Like we're talking about, hey, we have a problem and here are our options. So we're telling you about the options that are working for Sophia and um, have worked for myself and all of that. Like right now I'm not using marijuana in any form. I'm actually on like a a mental challenge and I gave it up. Um, And that's just like one of those things. I was just like, Hey, I want to like wean off of it. I don't, I don't need it right now. I feel good. Like my arthritis isn't bad, all of this kind of stuff. Um, and like, I'm busy. I'm, you know, I got my own shit going on, but like there are bad things to every good thing. Like you can have too much water and it can kill you, but that doesn't mean that you should stop drinking water or you should tell people not to drink water. So what we're saying is like this compared to what Sophia was doing by taking all these medicines that all have these side effects, you know, it, it's fucking mind boggling how medicine and all of the things with Western medicine, it, it's like, okay, well, you won't have arthritis, but you're going to have these other 20 things. It's like yeah. my arthritis was, isn't that fucking bad. But telling me that I need a colonoscopy at 35 because I'm on this medication and now like all these other things are happening to me, like, damn, I wish I would have just dealt with my arthritis back then. <laughs> yeah. Or dealt with whatever I had, my anxiety, like I would have used a different way, a more natural way to deal with like this condition that I have than to like have all these side effects years later. Mm-hmm. You lose your hair, you get skinny, you get bad breath, you can't eat. It's not, it's not fun. You have to find what works and you have to be open. You have to talk and you have to get rid of these limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Whoever taught you marijuana was bad should have taught you sugar was bad because sugar is worse than marijuana. Hell yeah. Sugar's so, more addicting. It's, you can physically have withdrawals from that. Mm-hmm. Like even with caffeine, you can physically have withdrawals from not having caffeine. That's what addiction is. Addiction is needing something because you will withdraw without it. And yes. marijuana, I, you, you don't do- withdraw from there. Some people have addictive personalities and it doesn't matter. They could be addicted to food. They could be addicted to gossip. They could be addicted to gambling and they're going to swap an addiction for an addiction. But marijuana has been proven Isn't that mindset? Bite me on this, but what? Isn't that mindset though? Mindset, addiction. Yeah, is a mindset. It's a mindset thing because, you know, (sighs) it's a bad behavior. It's a bad behavior, and it's supplementing a bad behavior for a bad behavior. Not saying that I'm perfect and don't have any bad behaviors. Nope, I love the housewives, and I love to watch that gossip. Like, don't get me wrong, but is it good for me? And how do I feel after I do it? Like, I know that that doesn't serve my highest good. I'm not sitting on the couch like Snoop Doggy Dog rolling blunt after blunt. Like, believe me, I'll have a good time if I could. But I am a productive working entrepreneur who who eats marijuana and peanut butter on a banana to start her day. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I go. Thank you, House of Dank and your delicious peanut butter. (laughs) And I know that a tablespoon is called micro dosing Mm. and micro dosing. So I take. 25 to 50 milligrams of marijuana a day and it's measured i'm not just grabbing out of a bag some leaves and like smoking it hitting the bong like no i when i travel i don't take a valium i put a patch on the top of my foot Mm. which relaxes me 
when I get really depressed and get really down and get in my head and get into my limiting beliefs and need to get out, I can use a tincture that goes under my tongue or a honey stick and my hot tea and sit and reframe my mind. Wow. But I'm not like, if I was in a bad spot and needed more, I can see where people like they, they need help. They need to talk to somebody and that's what doctors are for. But sometimes a doctor can't give you that amount of time. Yeah. Or like, we're just saying that like, we, there, there are ways to control this. You, you can control. Right. Like when you get a paddle of pills, you can become a a drug addict by taking every oxy. People take oxy and don't become a drug addict. Mm -hmm. It's, it's choice. It's choice and bad behaviors. Yeah. And if you aren't recognizing your bad behaviors, start journaling in the day, how you feel and what made you feel that way. And then you're just going to start evaluating why and what is causing that and what's triggering those bad behaviors. Yeah. It's all about knowing like who you are and what's going on on the inside. Like that is like number one. You can have all these tools. You can have all these other things that are going to help you. But if you're not recognizing what the true bottom line problem is, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to find your solution. It's like... I, I don't know, it, like the snowball effect. Okay, let's say, um, let's put it into hair color. So you're doing a balayage and you lighten someone, they want to look platinum. We can all agree that platinum's a level 10. So you lighten someone's hair and it gets to a level eight. That's like a yellow, a strong yellow. And you don't let it lift beyond that. Now you wash it and now you're trying to overcompromise by toning. So now you're toning them darker and now they're dull because you didn't lift them in the first place. You didn't get them to that exact level. So now you're blow drying their hair and it's not how you want it. It looks brighter than what it is. No purple shampoo is going to give it that platinum look. What is the underlying tone? The underlying, the underlying thing that happened there was the fact that you didn't lighten in the first place. It wasn't the toner. It wasn't the blow dry. It wasn't the person's hair. It was the fact that you didn't lift. Yep. You nailed that, baby. I mean, I think in hair. You get, you get what you give. You get, you get what you give. With yeah. everything and every aspect of life. Yeah. And like, you need to know that, like, wh- what are your options from here? Like, what, what do you have to do? And I love that you said that, yeah, you can get prescribed like a whole bottle of pills. Doesn't mean you're going to take it all at once. Right. And, or like, if, the, if, the, if it says one a day and you start taking three, that is your bad behavior by making the incorrect choice. You're not following the directions. Yeah. So, and you have to live by your choice. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we're, we're all adults. So start acting like a freaking adult. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Take fucking responsibility for your mistakes. We all make mistakes. It's okay. You can make a mistake. Own up to it. No one is going to give a shit that long (laughs) once you own up to it people like people like let's say you make a mistake and you're like okay Shelby like in the past like I was a stoner I lost all these things I I did all this kind of stuff it's like okay well the first part of getting help is admitting that you were wrong Mm -hmm. and knowing your body makeup and your body makeup so if you were a stoner you were taking a medicine that was not prescribed to you not Mm -hmm. dosing it the right way and it might not be for your body makeup because your body makeup and my body makeup are completely different. Absolutely. And learning your, like, I don't love all weed. I no. don't. No. Citrus cleaner makes me geek out and want to call 911. 
<laughs> but like that's like and that's a stativa so that's a, a high but I don't even drink caffeine so mm. you have to learn your body Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you said that. And there are so many resources. Like Sophia said, you can listen to podcasts, you can research, you have the freaking way to learn. Stop being lazy. Yeah. Don't yes. Be, like go for a walk five minutes a day. Yeah. You feel like, like shit. Cause you're not moving your body. You're not drinking water. When you wake up in the morning, you're drinking coffee first or water first. What are you drinking? Caffeine or water? Are you doing something that's going to dehydrate you or something that's going to hydrate you and give yeah. you more energy and not have a crash. <laughs> right. And like you watch people when they're carrying those 32 ounces around, they're drinking caffeine and sugar and dairy. And no wonder, like you get what you give and you eat like shit. You're going to feel like shit. Yeah. I don't have caffeine. I don't drink any of that stuff. There's very limited at the Starbucks menu that is caffeine free. Yeah. I mean, I love caffeine. I really do. And one of the things that has helped me is like, first off, when, when I wake up in the morning, I have my glass of water, like right there in my bedside. So it's like, I need to drink water. As soon as I wake up, it's going to make me feel better. If you haven't tried it, drink a full glass of water. As soon as you wake up, mm -hmm. chances are you're going to be awake. Like you will be awake once you drink that water. Then for if before, when I'm making my cup of coffee, because I freaking love coffee. I'm in Miami. We have the best coffee here. Like Cuban coffee is like crack. It is so good. I go through <laughs> like my salon goes through, we, we spend about like three to $400 in Nespresso a month. And there's only five stylists. Like <laughs> I don't even have that big of a salon, but <laughs> We I miss you're making me miss coffee. <laughs> we go through so much coffee, but I always tell people before you drink that cup of coffee, drink a full, like, drink the same amount of water first. Mm -hmm. Really like make it match. So usually when my clients ask for coffee, I'm like, I'm going to bring you a little bottle of water. It's the same size as the coffee, but I want you to drink the water. And it's like, I'm trying to like instill good habits in my clients, in my salon, like my stylist, no, I'm like, Hey, you have a half hour to drink the rest of that water. Like I was like straight up say that. I'm like, don't tell me you have a migraine. You're just dehydrated. <laughs> like I saw you drink two cups of coffee earlier, like, and you drink no water. Yep. I know. I just got a crystal water bottle and it makes me drink water even more. Oh, what? So tell me about the crystal. Like, what is that? Oh, it's so cool. It has an amethyst stone in it. Mm-hmm helps with negativity and everything and then it's just like it purifies my water oh that's so cool i wanted to put it in my box but it's too heavy because it's glass oh. mm. where did you get it um i bought it from a salt spa have you ever been to a salt spa no what's that so I thought these places were everywhere. I was telling Jamie since she owns Salt Society that she should have a salt spa since they don't have it. It's a room where you go and it's all Himalayan pink salt built into the walls and the floor and you meditate and you sit and you listen to a meditation and you breathe it in. It helps with inflammation and helps your lungs. And I do that once a month. I go wow. and get a massage in the room that's built in salt because with my rheumatoid arthritis, it has now traveled into my lungs and I have to be very careful. I have a nodules on my lower left and lower right lobe that happened last year. I'm hoping that they go away because they weren't there. Because when you have this disease, you have to get um, nerve conduction. You have to get chest CTs, MRIs, CTs of your hands and your feet and your hips and your hands because like 
I had to get shots in my hands twice because my finger got completely bent in and wouldn't open up. And then I had to get a tumor out of this finger from all the inflammation. It put a tumor under my fingernail from doing hair for so long and shampooing and doing this motion. And, but I, you're fine. You live and you survive and it's just part of the journey. And, um, I have to learn self-care routines to help all that inflammation move out of my body and massage and meditations. So the salt room, I can't believe they're not everywhere. I wish you had one. I'm sure, I'm sure it's there, amazing. there are some in Miami. I just haven't looked into them. I'm not like, I haven't really been to like spas. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like relax like that, I guess. <laughs> so important. Like I, I going and just relaxing and treating your body, it then educates your clients on how self-care is just so important. It's, it's so important. I get Reiki in my massage and that helps too to move the energies because as a hairstylist, we get all these built up energies. We're constantly touching the crown chakra. We're constantly listening to the throat chakra. And then mm-hmm. we're like, so that energy has to be released. Yeah. And you release your energy through your head and it's right by our heart. Like their heads are literally in our heart. Like, <laughs> of course we absorb all that energy. Of course you feel exhausted at the end of the day. Of course. Like, yeah. hello. <laughs> yeah. So I, did, I put all these, yeah, you <laughs> just have to find the way to like take care of your body. I, you're so lucky that you don't have winter. I'm envious of that. Winter is like my kryptonite because mm. my hands and feet turn blue and I just don't do good with like going from the heat to the cold, to heat to the cold. So I just treated myself. And when we bought our house, I bought a hot tub and it's changing my life. Oof, yes. And I mean- why do you think I moved to Miami, girl? Like, <laughs> you're gonna live forever. Yeah, I'm. I'm originally from Massachusetts, so like. Oh really? Yeah, that's, I, that's where my husband's from. Oh really? Oh yeah. What no part are you from? Way. Um, Westport, Dartmouth. He is from. Oh my God, he's from Stoneham. I don't know where that is. But right out outside of Boston. Oh okay. I'm like an hour south of there, but. Um, yeah, so I understand fully the whole winter Mm. thing, the depression, all of that. Um, so all in all, like we need to learn how to better self-care, like learn your body, learn your limits, know what your body needs, what your body can handle, have rules for it. Like have rules, just like you would have rules for everything else. Like, you know, you can use whatever you want to use, but have your limitation, do your research, know your shit. Just like anything, if you're going to use a new bleach, you better know like how the hell to use that bleach. Like if you're going to use, <laughs> yeah. use a new shampoo, read the freaking directions or like you're going to do a keratin, like anything like that. Just do your research. Um, yeah. Know so, what you're breathing in, but be glad you're wearing a mask now. <laughs> be aware. <laughs> yeah. That's what my new thing is. I just like, I can't believe it. Like I'm only 40. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you felt like that at 17 when you found yeah. out you had arthritis. I'm mm-hmm. only 17. Yeah. I was only 27 when I found out I had it. And now I'm 40 going through this disease with different layers. Yeah. And exactly. it affects everybody, everybody differently. That's really why I was like, I need to get this message out there because now more than ever, you need to be taking care of your body. Like there's a reason why I'm not drinking alcohol. I haven't drank alcohol since 2019. Like it's amazing. I'm just, Congratulations. It, it, thank you. And it's like, not like I had a problem with alcohol. I probably drank like once a month or something like that. I was just like, Hey, this is the time to get my health in order to like, 
to take care of my body because this is survival of the fittest. Like you need to take care of your body in any way that you can. There's a reason why I drink a gallon of water. There's a reason why I like pay attention to what I put into my body because now health is more important than ever. And hairstylists, we are the ones who are touching more people than doctors are, like you said earlier. So- mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we taking care of our bodies? Why aren't we putting our health first? Why isn't anyone teaching us this? Which is why I was like, I need to fucking step up. Like, mm-hmm. I, That's why I get massages. That's why I do Reiki. That's why I meditate and go and schedule a time to meditate so I don't have an excuse to work. Yeah. I can't take my phone in there. Like, I schedule time. Tomorrow is a no phone day because we're constantly on. I mean, if I look at my screen time at the end of the week, I'm like, oh, it's like depressing. I'm a good mother. I hope I'm a good wife. I like, you know, it is depressing. Yeah. But um, it's also, it's also important to have the boundaries of each day. I have my four nuggets. I took this awesome class with a mentor and it was, she told us to read this book, eat the frog. mm -hmm. And if you have two frogs, what are you going to do? You're going to eat the ugliest one first. It's a book by Brian Tracy. So eat the frog is basically about procrastination and laziness. And what you have to do is your hardest task first of the day for somebody that like is listening to that, that might be working out, you know, so you have to get your workout out the first day because everything else will snowball into place when you eat the frog. Yeah. I love that. And um, I'm actually doing this um, mental thing right now. It's called 75 hard. Um, it's from Andy Frisella and you have like a list of like rules that you have to follow and you have to do two 45 minute workouts and one has to be outside. And for me getting outside, believe it or not, like I live and work in the same building and my gym's right next door. So like I get social anxiety about leaving my house. Once I'm outside my house, I'm fucking good. But actually physically getting out there to I grew up in like a very like small cow town and being here in a city and cause I'm in Miami, I'm not like in the outskirts, like what people say, like, Oh, I'm from Miami. Like, no, I'm actually in Miami. There's a lot of homeless people. There's a lot of like, there, there's a lot of things that I never had to deal with growing up. That's right outside my building. And I choose it. I, I like the energy, but I have to like, force myself to go outside to do this 45 minute workout and it's timed. It's not like I have to do a mile and I can just do it the fastest I can. It's like, no, I have to be out there for 45 minutes, rain or shine. And I do that first. That's the first thing I do when I wake up because I'm like, if I don't, I, it's going to be hovering over my head. And if I don't get that done, I'm like, you're I'm eating your fail. frog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm eating my frog. And if you mess up on one of these days, like if you haven't heard about the 75 hard like program, it's amazing. If you mess up on one of the things that you have to do, you have to start from day one again. And it's like, it's called 75 hard for a reason. It's not 75 mm-hmm. easy. And but what happens if you couldn't work out? What happens if your doctor limits you to doing that? Like you just wouldn't participate? You just have to move your body. So like you can do yoga, you can do like stretching. You like, you just have to like, it's a workout, but it's like anything. Like sometimes like yesterday I was very sore. So I went for a walk. Like I was like, I can't Mm -hmm. ride my bike. I don't want to run. I'm just, so I just did like a power walk and I listened to my podcasts, not my podcast, but I listened to my like series of podcasts um, Mm -hmm. during my walk. And like, then at night I did yoga inside my house. Cause I was like, all right, this is my second workout. I'm kind of like taking it as a recovery day, but I'm still doing something physical. 
Yeah. And like the, the program isn't made for everyone, but it's, it's supposed to teach you how to do things in inconvenient circumstances because that's how life is. That's how business is. He's trying to teach awesome. you good habits with business. Your, things aren't yeah. always going to be fucking picture perfect. Sometimes it's going to rain and you're going to have to do a 45 minute workout in the rain or it's going to snow. I mean, it doesn't happen here. It doesn't snow, but like it's, it's 75 days for a reason because you're not going to have a perfect day every single day. Yeah. And it takes 21 days to create a habit. So they're really instilling a lifestyle, not just a habit. Well, he actually talks about on the podcast how 21 days isn't long enough. It, 21 days is bullshit. It like, and he wrote a book about it and he suggests that you read the book when you're on day 60 and I'm on day four. So I haven't read the book yet, <laughs> but, um, he talks about like the different days and he journaled like his way through and how like on, I've gone past day 21. I, I failed last time at day 37 and on day 37, it was still hard for me to do the things. It was still difficult for me because it wasn't a habit. It's not a habit mm -hmm. to go do two 45-minute workouts, to drink a gallon of water, to read 10 pages of a book, to like not have any cheat meals or alcohol. Like That wasn't a habit to me at day 37, which is why I freaking failed because I yeah. forgot one thing. Yeah, that makes and, sense. Yeah, so like eating that frog is totally a thing. Like do the Eat hardest, yeah, do the hardest thing first. And like, and it doesn't have to be all at once. You can just do like little things. Like a lot of times we put deadlines cause like in the hustle mode, we're like, okay, I need to get this done by this. It's like, you need to think when you get overwhelmed cause a lot of people get overwhelmed and like the hustle, hustle, hustle. It's like, remember who set that deadline. Right. And with, and with energy, like that's very masculine hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. You need to have flow. So you need to bring some of that feminine energy over or you're going to like with Reiki, that's how you're in balance. They can see what energy flow in your body, which one you're using more of. And they yeah. try to balance out your chakras that way. Yeah. Cause I, I get into that hustle of masculine mood so much. I just, I think it's just the way I was raised. We, we get into that. Cause like we have to be the masculine. We have to make decisions mm -hmm. as a yes. hairstylist on what's going on. Cause we're working with chemicals at the end of the day. We have to make decisions that our clients, the people that we're working on don't understand. They don't understand yep. that, to, that certain chemicals don't mix. They don't understand that going from a level one to a level 10 is fucking difficult and your <laughs> hair is going to be compromised from it. And we want to give you that. Like, yeah. we want you to be happy. We want to like create the miracles. We want to be the magician that you think that we are. We mm -hmm. want to mix A plus B and equal C. <laughs> we want the <laughs> color in the tube to look like the freaking swatch. But <laughs> bippity boppity boo, we got you. <laughs> yeah, but we, we have to be in our masculine there. But it's about finding out where your flow is. Your, your masculine is when you're very direct. And your feminine is like when you like flow. So think of it like a flag pole and a flag. Your, the flag is like the thing is your feminine is what's like flopping in the wind. And then your masculine is the pole without the pole, the flag's on the ground. And without the flag it's just a freaking pole. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that analogy. That's amazing. I learned that until yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Well, I, for hairdressers, I totally agree. We go into that masculine mode so much, but masculine mode when you don't balance it is what creates illness. Cause when the mind's at 
dis-ease, it creates disease. I was stressed. Mm. My kids were 14 months apart in age. I had a colicky acid reflux baby, and then I had an emergency C-section. My body went into stress, 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 stress. Then I get rheumatoid arthritis. I watched my grandmother have this disease. I watched her hands turn into lobster claws. I refused to let that be me. I refused to let that be me. As I sit in the hot tub, I could do that 75 hard. I sit in there and do movement in my hot tub. I do there like this. Go. That's a workout. And like this. Yeah. I always move my body. I don't like to call it a workout because I like to reframe it as to thank my body and to hug my body and to thank my lungs for breathing and to thank my arms for cutting air and being strong to be able to do hold the blow dryer and hold the brush and that if i drop something i could pick it back up so i'm very grateful to my body i i wake up and i try to be feminine <laughs> instead of like rush out the door i try to like embrace my body and thank it for being so magical i love that i love that yeah. and like we're we're made of water and water is affected by um, emotion and water is affected by, um, energy. So the more that we can like treat our body with care and the more we can thank it and all of that, like the, the better it is. And you're going to familiarize your subconscious mind with all of these good things. So your subconscious mind is going to like reward you more and more. I talk about this all the time. Um, if you haven't heard this, please refrain to all of my other podcasts because I definitely mentioned the subconscious mind again and again in there. Um, but Sophia, I really want to thank you for everything today. This has been amazing. Oh, thank you. I love chatting with you and just growing and learning. I learned so much from you today. So thanks so much for having me here. You're welcome. And I learned so much from you. I'm so excited to re-listen to this and like, like take some notes because I was like oh. trying to jot down some notes. I was like, no, I'm going to be in the present. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, this is awesome. I love watching you. You are the ha happy, healthy hairstylist. Thank you. Are you are living the dream, baby. You are who you say you are. Oh, thank it's you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you. So, Sophia, where can my listeners find you? Thank you so much for being here. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Sophia Musto on Instagram, at Zensetter on TikTok, and hereby SophiaMusto.com. I love that. Okay, everyone, thank you so much. And as always, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. It really does help get the podcast out there. And remember, you are what you think you are. Aspire to inspire and share that love and I'll see you next time.